welcome back to another episode of the Gen Z Football Report. My name's Tom Hayes, and today, again, I've got Ryan Shot with me. Ahoy. Um, and in today's episode, we are going to recap last week's fixtures of the Premier League. Um, we're going to have a look at our predictions from last week's um, games, and we'll also have a look at the tally that we made up. Um, after that, we'll be debunking some transfers, so we'll be talking about transfers that have already... Uh, been confirmed and rumours that are potentially going to happen in the summer and after that we will preview the week of Premier League football ahead along with our predictions and the match of the week so on with that we will go to what happened during the week During the week Bikeo Saka signed a five-year contract with Arsenal Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott also signed five-year deals with Liverpool Manchester City are expecting to hear a result from their appeal on their Champions League ban on the week starting the 13th of July. Jamie Vardy joins the 100 Premier League goals club. Robert Lewandowski scores 34 league goals in the season, getting the golden boot, and becomes the fourth highest in Bundesliga history. Bayern Munich finished the season with a DFB Pochol win against Bayer Leverkusen. And the Bundesliga ends. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, we'll keep that in. <laughs> we'll keep all that in. No one's going to know how, how many takes that took. That's that all was, they're going to know. That was, that was <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm keeping that in, dude. Fuck it. Not all of it, but... All right. That's what happened during the week. Um, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, and Bekay Saka. I reckon it's good that those teams lock them down. Yeah, it's exciting to see young players being kept in big clubs. I know yeah. Chelsea have been probably the obvious example of this. Um, mm-hmm. Frank Lampard having really no other option but to bring in younger academy players. Um, but it's good to see other Premier League clubs following suit. I don't think there was ever a question over Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott not staying with their current champions um, of the Premier League. Um, they're young, they're full of talent, yeah. they've appeared a few times this year. Um, Curtis Jones just scored his first Liverpool goal um, at the cop end of Anfield, so that's <laughs> pretty impressive, just, just after he signed. Just after he signed, yeah. Uh, yeah. Saka, I, I think, is, he's is a hope yeah, for Arsenal. Um, he's shown a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Um, this year, especially. I've rated um, so far. Yeah. So far. 18 years of age. That's good to see Arsenal can actually hold on to some players. We'll see. Well, <laughs> no, seriously. Um, yeah. They're not doing well in terms of league table. Yeah, not at all. European competitions. So it's good to see them holding on to a young 18-year-old um, with a lot of potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola was quoted, well, I don't know the exact quote, um, but he was very confident that they would either get a reduction in their ban or it'd be thrown out. I yeah. don't think it'll be thrown out. I think the most likely outcome is they'll be banned for the next season of the Champions season. League. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that happens, I, I can't see Pep Guardiola staying on. And a lot of the really? squad... 
Yeah, I don't think yeah. a lot of the squad will want to... Even if it's just one season. Yeah, I mean, if you look at De Bruyne, even Laporte... A lot know, of thrive on playing Champions League football. Yeah, so. and they're getting older. And so yeah. they're not going to want to stay in a club where they can't continue they to play physically their can't, They physically can't win a certain competition that they want to win. So, I mean, if they yeah. win it this year and it's only the yeah. year... Perhaps. Yeah. But if they don't win it this year, um, I can't see De Bruyne staying just because he's in a very tight window, I'd say. He's not really old, but he's getting there. And, you know, who knows, the next couple of years after that, um, they may not make it back in, depending on their what about, performances. What about likes of Sterling and Foden? Reckon they'll stay? I think Foden will. Sterling... Also similar to De Bruyne, he's been there quite a bit for quite some time, but he's, I think he's too good not to play uh, Champions League. Yeah. So it'd be a good test of his loyalty. I think if Sterling and De Bruyne stayed and if it was only a year um, and they do win or they didn't win or whatever happens for the rest of the Champions League, um, if they stayed, I think the City... Fans would love them forever. I mean, they already probably do, but that would be a good testament to their loyalty to the club. But yeah. I know they have to kind of be—you have to kind of be selfish at the top end. Um, yeah. So exactly. Especially when you're in your thirties, like, or you know, like um, or yeah, nearing your thirties. Your you latter stage to, of your career, you need to yeah. start thinking about yourself and what you want to do. You don't have as many opportunities as younger players. Yeah. Especially De Bruyne, who suffered from injury before the restart. Um, yeah. And it took him a long time. Probably the timeout was good for him because he could... Even, even Aguero. Yeah, even Aguero. Um, he's 30s. older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jamie Vardy, 100 Premier League goals. Good achievement. Well, excellent achievement, really. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, it was good. Um, I don't know if it's... It was kind of a bit like, yeah, whatever, because it was kind of expected, I think, yeah, that it was always yeah. going to happen. Um, yeah. You don't really see him going anywhere else at the moment. No. Especially, yeah, considering his age and, like, Leicester's position, you'd expect him to consistently still score. So it was kind of, a, mm. kind of something that was bound to happen. Well, I mean, um, he's currently the highest scorer in the Premier League. Yeah, what's he on now? He's in the 20s now, wouldn't he? I think, yeah. Scored overnight. So, yeah. I think, is he leading? Uh, he might be leading the race as well. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Lewandowski, Bayern, just dominating Germany again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much. That's probably double. the best way to put it. Yeah. So far. Could, could get the treble still. Treble still on. Yeah, they're a, they're a good shot for the Champions League. Um, with the team, they're my favourite. Still my favourite for the Champions League. I, I would have to go with Man City purely just yeah. to be a bit more interesting, but um, just because the pressure, especially if they do get a year or more, yeah. it will make the players realise that they have oh, to. Yeah. So. Hundred percent. So I think with that being said, we'll move on to last week's results. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that now. 
So we'll recap last week's results. So, uh, and then we'll go through what we predicted as well. And then after that, we'll see what our tally is. If you don't remember, our tally goes, if you get the score exactly right, you get three points. If you get the result right, you get one point. And if you get nothing right, you get zero. Um, so the ones we predicted, we'll just go through them, I reckon, as we go. Yep. So Brighton v United, that ended 3-0 to United. Uh, I predicted 2-0 United. What did you predict? 1-1 uh, draw. 1-1 draw. So I get one point there. I You're get on nothing. Uh, next, Bournemouth v Newcastle finished 4-1 to Newcastle. I predicted a 2-1 Newcastle win. You predicted a 2-0 Newcastle. So we both get a point there. Um, Arsenal v Norwich finished 4-0 to Arsenal. I almost got this right. I predicted 3-0 Arsenal. You went with 2-1. So we both get a point there. And then that's where it kind of finished for us. (laughs) After this, we got no points. None of us got a point after this. Yeah, so I'll just quickly run through it. Everton v Leicester was 2-1 Everton. I predicted a 1-1 draw. You predicted a 2-0 Leicester win. No points. West Ham v Chelsea. This was probably the surprise of the of the week. Um, 3-2 West me. Ham. Definitely surprised me. I had 4-1 Chelsea. You had 3-1 Chelsea. No points there. Sheffield Tottenham was 3-1 Sheffield. I predicted a 2-2 draw. You predicted 2-1 Tottenham. No points. Man City Liverpool probably another surprise of how big of a or how dominant City were. It was four yeah. 0 to City. I predicted nil nil. You predicted two two. No. I point. mean, a lot a lot of people were saying they were probably still hungover. Um, yeah. And celebrating, um, which yeah. is probably true, somewhat. Um, but I don't know. You can't. I think Man City deserve a bit more credit than that. Yeah. Um. I'll also quickly go through the week that we missed because we didn't predict anything for match week 33, um, but I'll just go through the results real quickly. Uh, Norwich nil, Brighton 1, so Brighton 1 nil win there. Palace lost to uh, Leicester 3-0. Manchester United beat Bournemouth 5-2. Arsenal beat Wolves 2-0, which is a good win for them. Um, Chelsea beat Watford 3-0. Burnley drew with Sheffield 1-1, which I would say is a good result for Burnley, considering their mid-table. Um, Newcastle, West Ham drew 2-2. Liverpool beat Villa 2-0. Southampton beat Man City 1-0. Yeah, which the, is probably the surprise the of probably the season. Um, potentially. Oh, potentially. I'd say Norwich. Norwich beating City's up there still. Or Watford beating Liverpool. Yeah. Um, um, but the goal yeah, itself is... Oh, yeah, Chay Adams. There's no way that should have gone Just in his half, yeah. Edison yeah. has a problem with coming off his line. <laughs> he does it a bit too often. He did it against Liverpool twice now, I think. One yeah. where Mane smashed him in the face and Salah had kicked it over the top of him. To be fair um, to yeah. Edison, um, <laughs> you don't expect those to go in. I mean, oh, nah. I don't think... Um, who, who shot it? Che Adams. I don't think he he's not a, predi- to he's hit not it. a prolific goal scorer. No, either, so. um, but just the accuracy on it, he just managed to strike Sorry. the ball perfectly and it bounced in. Um, yeah. Good to see. Yeah. 
Um, not so much if you're a Manchester City supporter. Yeah. To all the people saying Liverpool were hungover when they lost 4-0 to City, I think City were hungover beating Liverpool. <laughs> That's what people were saying, City being hungover from the Liverpool win. Yeah. Um, and then the last game of the round, we had Tottenham beat Everton 1-0. And that is it. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the match week 34, I think it is. We'll talk about that at the end of the episode. So, yeah. So, tally so far, I'm on three. Ryan's on two. Um, no one's managed to predict the score no yet. Score exactly right yet. Um, so, yeah, follow us on Twitter if you want to see our player ratings from the match of the week, which was the City-Liverpool game. I've got them up on my Twitter. I don't think Shoppy did any of them. Um, and follow GC underscore football for the live thread that we also had up on that. So, with that being said, we'll move on to our transfer debunk um, for this summer. So far, there have already been three big transfers in and out of the Premier League. The first is Hakim Ziyech to Chelsea from Ajax. Ajax? Yeah. 33.3 million pounds. I, I mean, yeah. I, as a Chelsea supporter, was quite enthused by it. He's been known as the Wizard of Amsterdam, which, I mean... Yeah. Can you say any more than that? Um, to be called a wizard is pretty good. Um, <laughs> Wand of a foot. Yeah. Nah, he's good. He's good. Uh, when um, when all the Ajax players last year were departing Ajax, like um, the Delit and De Jong, I really rated Zayac. And I wanted Liverpool to get him, but obviously he wouldn't really fit in our team. I just really rated him, so I was kind of jealous. But... I mean, he's yeah. yet to play in the Premier League, but yeah. I mean, from his time in the Euro Divisi, uh, very promising. Yeah. Uh, and seeing other players coming out of Ajax, De Jong's thriving at Barcelona. Um, Delitz playing real well at Juventus. So, I mean, their academy, the Ajax academy, yeah. is probably the best or One of the equal best, best yeah. in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. And the man, they managed to get a lot um, into their first team, which is yeah. uh, credit. I think it's something that carries over from uh, Johan Cruyff's time in charge. I think he was yeah. very key in pushing for that. Um, yeah. That's good. He's obviously a legend of the club. And I don't know. I think they might have named that. Well, they named the arena after him. don't know if they named yeah. the academy after him too, just because of his involvement with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's very exciting. Many think um, he may provide a sort of um, Eden Hazard role as what, you know, Eden Hazard used to provide for Chelsea in terms of providing assists, getting up front, um, and especially to the next signing confirmed. I think they'll work very well together. Yeah. We'll talk about that one, and then I'll talk about what I want to talk about because mine sort of it, it involves Chelsea and their attack. So when we move on to the next one, I'll mention something. But but yeah, I think they'll work well together. Yep. Um, so the ne- the next confirmed yeah. uh, transfer is of course Timo Werner to Chelsea from RB Leipzig. Uh, Forty-seven point five million pounds. 
Yeah, um, reasonable, I think. I think it's... I'd say that's a pretty good get, considering probably one of the best strikers this season in the world. Yeah, I mean, um, he scored pretty much tw- carried... 20-something-odd goals in RB Leipzig. Yeah, carried him in the league. Yeah. And in the Champions League. I'd yeah. Say. Um, yeah. But, yeah. What I was going to mention with Chelsea, I can't wrap my head around how stacked, or not stacked, how much depth they've got in their attack. Mm. And this is where I'm going to see problems with players not getting time. So you've got, you've now, you've, you've originally you had Giroud and Tammy mm-hmm. in attack. You've now got to add Werner to that. On your wings, you have Pulisic. Um, who else do you have? You've got um, uh, Cal Hudson-Odoi. Yep. You've got, um, now you've Bech- got... Bechuai sometimes. Yeah, Bechuai. When he comes in, Can't and now you've got can. Um, Willian. Yeah, now you've got Zayek to that. You also does Mount sometimes play wing? Sometimes. Very rarely. He's generally yeah. mid. It's more of like when Lalana plays wing for Liverpool sort of player. Um, yep. But yeah, so you've got you've already got six attackers fighting for a three-man attack, and you've added another two to that that's where i see my problem who goes out i'd say Giroud obviously is the one that goes out of the striker role striker role i um, uh, probably disagree really um, you reckon tammy or do you reckon you play two up front probably two one up and one slightly back it's but like two up front yeah um no i we I think a more consistent scorer needs to be up front as main striker. Tammy's yeah. still young. Um, he started off very well. He just scored last night. So Giroud to break his drought. Yeah. Um, but Giroud had, uh, had scored pre- before Tammy, like in between yeah. Tammy's last goal and last night. Um, I think he needs to work on quite a bit. He's very... Unique, I think, Tammy, in the way he goes up forward. Um, and it hasn't been working. It might change next year. Like, it hasn't been working consistently. Giroud mm. is, ever since he re-signed, I think he's been a lot better. Um, oh, yeah. He, he's more of a European specialist in terms of the Champions League uh, and any other outside competitions. I think it's not yeah. necessarily such a bad thing to have three strikers. Yeah. Um, especially, I don't think, depending on how next season goes, I don't think Giroud will be getting another contract. So then we'll be left with two. Um, Willian might go, but then there's also talk Willian to most likely, yeah. If he's going to go, it'll be at the end of this season. But to think about how much football uh, a Premier League club plays, especially a Premier League club who will most yeah. likely finish in the Champions League, Spot 50 club, 50 matches. Plus I don't 50. think it's such a bad thing to have an excess of players. Um, I think yeah. there's Frank, Frank Lampard has been very generous, I think, to the younger players, to the older players, to everyone this year in terms of giving them game time. I think he's rotated yeah. very well. We've avoided 
injury, mostly, I think, mm. um, in comparison to uh, previous years. Um, yep. Sari Ball wasn't very kind to a lot of players. Uh, yeah. He didn't really... If you didn't perform, he get nut. Mourinho, um, as you can see at Tottenham now, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of choice in t- terms of depth because people seem to be leaving every two seconds. Um, but, you know, unforgiving. I think no, I, I, I'm confident that it will work. Um, Do you think someone like... Um, let's say Carl Hudson Adoy. Do you reckon he will like to stay at a club where he barely plays, rather than because he's still somewhat young? Do you do you think he'd prefer to move to another club where he gets more game time? Something similar to like like Danny Welbeck at Arsenal, how he's now moved to where is he now? Watford. Um, do you feel like Carl Hudson Adoy could be someone that could make space? Not that you need to make space now that you said with all the... Like, depth is a good thing to have, obviously. And obviously with Wellian and Pedro. Well, Pedro's... He's gone. He's gone to Roma next season. Yeah. Um, Wellian's still a question mark. But yeah, six players fighting for... No, oh, six or seven players fighting for three, maybe two spots in the attack. Uh, I, I can I see was... maybe one of them going. I'd say it would be Cal Hudson-Odoi. No, nah, I don't think he will go, especially because he signed a five-year contract about six months ago. Um, he might be on loan somewhere. I don't think that's going to yeah, happen. He's, I think he's too good. He's been struck with injuries, so that's pretty much why he hasn't been yeah. given a lot of game time. He, he's been given a fair a fair few minutes in the last few games. Um, but injury could also be another reason why someone uh, ends up leaving a club. We've seen be. with Danny Ings at Liverpool. Never, he just yeah. failed to get started. Never, he was troubled with injuries. But when you talk about Hudson Odoi, he is young. He has. He's never really had a like a big like breakthrough yet, has he? No, he hasn't. Not not consistent performances. But you know, a lot of people see the potential, and I see yeah. it too. Um, but he's been with Chelsea forever. You know, he's, mm. he's an academy player. So I don't mm. think they're going to just drop him, especially under Frank. Um, yeah. I think the depth and the versatility of next year's Chelsea squad will be something that will help them a lot in terms of yeah. um, and the quality challenging. as well. Quality of your, the quality of your depth is real well yeah. compared to someone like, like you, uh, Chelsea, sorry, and City probably have the best depth out of the yeah. whole Premier League now. For yeah, their and just to change it up, you know, this might yeah. work one week and you might switch a few of the strikers around the next week because the traits match better um, yeah. when uh, matched up with the defenders. Um, no, I don't think it's something... I'd rather have more than less. I think Chelsea has been, over the last few years, I'd say not having enough in terms of their squad size. Just... Yeah. Just because, you know, one injury. It's a really young and squad and injuries. Um, no, it hasn't been that young, but just in terms of we've been relying. Like the Hazard years, he was good, but we yeah. relied on him so mm. much. Uh, when Frank was playing, you know, that was a good 
team, good squad. Um, you know, we had yeah. Drogba um, uh, up front. Um, Frank um, would not play as a striker, but often would end up scoring the majority of the goals the anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they relied on him. And, you know, if he got an injury, that might be that for six months. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a weakness. I think it's a yeah. strength. But, you know, time will tell. I don't think it's more of a weakness team in the team aspect. The only, like, down... or Not a downside, but... If I was in their shoes, per se, say I'm playing for Chelsea, third in the Premier League, one of the top teams in England, and I know I'm one of the best strikers in the world, Timo Werner, would I want to play every second week? I'd be wanting to play every week. You've got to ask I would yourself. assume he'd want to play every week. Well... Uh... What player wouldn't want to play every week? Um, the only Chelsea player exactly. to play every week this season has been Mason Mount, yeah. um, which you know says it all. Um, but does but, that affect? I reckon the only thing that affects is like the morale of the players. Is that they're not consistently getting games? Does that affect how they well, play? The morale, you know, you can consistently be playing. You can play every game as a striker, and you might score one goal, or you might score nothing for. Um, a consistent amount of games but you know if you're winning every game and you're not playing 90 minutes every game you might play 15 minutes one week then you know 80 minutes the next then 45 um you're still getting minutes on the pitch but your team's winning or your team's progressing to the next stage of whatever so i think that helps with morale and it's building a team it's a team it's a football team it's not a football individual club you know um there are many yeah, examples can. of this. I mean, Liverpool's exam- Liverpool's team is, you know, you could arguably say there's a lot of players in there that you'd think would want to leave because, you know, they're not getting heaps of game time, but, you know, they're champions of the world, champions of Europe, champions of the I Premier that's League. What, that's what's making it appealing to stay. Yeah. But that they're that winning. You need yeah, okay, well, I a that. strong, full squad to be yeah. a successful team. You can't be relying so heavily on one player i mean and it also takes pressure off tammy um and juru and even timo Werner to know that there are other strikers and it's not all down to him to score and i think with werner werner's more likely out of the three to play more games oh yeah mainly because uh, he's, of more... his he's a bit different tammy and juru are like the big like tall sort of strikers well, Werner's like a speedy, gets in behind. Yeah, I mean, sort of Tammy's striker, pretty so quick. But, he offers, um, he off, yeah, he offers that um, difference. No, I think they work very sports, but, yeah. constructively together. I think they they seem to make up for each other's weaknesses. What um, Giroud and Werner, uh, Giroud and Tammy uh, lack in speed or Aggression, Werner makes up for it. Same with um, v- Werner and Tammy Giroud's experience in terms of his age and, you know, his world yeah. champion. Um, that helps. Uh, yeah. So I think they, they complement each other quite nicely. I'll ask so one that... more thing, then we'll move on. 
because we <laughs> we've been <laughs> rambling sure. a bit for. Um, how would you play if you were the manager and you had these players? How would you play these forwards? Would you play as a front three with a striker and two wingers, or would you play um, four mids and two strikers? How what would you go with with these players? What sort of setup? It depends who's the striker, I think. Um, well, who do you reckon? Like, if you had to choose your best eleven, who would be your attack? Would you put a front three or a front two? Probably a front two. But in saying that, what I've been trying to say while you've been asking me these questions is that the thing about having a a good depth in the squad is you don't have to play a front two or a front three. You can, you can change, change it. it every game. So yeah. I know you could play both and they could work just as well, I think. Um, maybe yeah. front two, just say like kind of, uh, I don't know, like a, I've used the phrase, the master and the apprentice. So you could have Giroud and Tammy or yeah. Werner and Tammy or, Werner and Giroud, and they work well together, you know, they might play off each other. Or just yeah. Werner, um, Tammy comes on, Giroud comes on, or the other way around. Uh, they're very interchangeable, I think. Um, yeah. And you can play them in many different formations. And a lot of that's what you need to win in the Premiership, I think. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Chelsea are going to be dangerous next season, without yeah. a doubt. And then, you know, there's promising uh, science maybe to strengthen Chelsea's defence, but we'll yeah. get into that a bit later. Yeah, we'll see what develops later on in the year. Um, next transfer that's confirmed, the last big transfer that's confirmed, was Leroy Sané to Bayern for £41 million. I think that's a steal for Bayern, considering he was probably <laughs> worth about £80 million, probably this time oh, last at least. year. at least. Um, but in terms of City, I don't think it's as big of a... Bigger of a loss as it sounds. Um, it's, I think it's money in the bank, and they've got they've got the talent to replace him already. I don't think they have to buy anyone in. Mm, I'd probably disagree that it's not a big loss. It's not a big loss now. Well, he has not he's a big barely loss. played this season. Yeah, it's not a big loss now. It's not a big loss maybe next season, but he was a very good investment. And when oh, you're talking yeah. about players, you need to look at what's going to pay off, especially younger players. Um, they often aren't fantastic unless they're a Ronaldo or a Messi. Um, and when they're 18, 17, uh, 20, 21, even up to, say, 23, 24. Um, but when they're at their peak, you know, you've held on to them. You've given them time. They're going to want to stay with you. Um, yeah. I think Guardiola has been a bit harsh on Sane in terms of not giving him as many minutes as his talent probably suggests. suggests. But then again, the squad is quite um, deep. and squad. Yeah. Um, no, but I think it's good for Leroy Sane. Obviously, Bayern Munich are the Bundes- Bundesliga champions. Um I think he'll play a big part with them next season as well. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, he's German. So uh, what what this does, I think, to the German national team squad, I think, mm-hmm. is strengthen it. 
I think, because he'll yeah. be in it, and a lot of the Bayern players, um, the majority of the Bayern players are in the yeah. German national team squad. So that's kind of scary if you're um, an English manager. But then again, you know, Premier League, a lot of their, like a lot of Chelsea's players are potential yeah. for England. Um, yeah, and Liverpool. Liverpool, Man United, yeah. But, you know, um, not that it's ever been a necessary thing for um, German uh, clubs or even any other European clubs besides um, England to yeah. be more team-minded. I think they always tend to find themselves a bit more at home on the national team, whereas in England, as was seen in uh, 2006, um, with the um, the golden generation, as they were called, of the English yeah. players, they Still don't you know, know how they, they sit and win. Well, they sat there. in their Chelsea group and then their United group and their Liverpool yeah, they group. Were, they didn't mould because of the Premier League being what most people would consider to be the top league in Europe. Yeah. The pressure to perform for your club and the club identity and the passion and you know the rivalries. Of because there's so many good teams in the Premier League. Got the, be- got the better of them. I mean, England have, I think, now realised that's a problem. And yeah. Their national well, they team still needs... have that problem. They still have that similar problem. Yeah, I think they do. But in terms of their national team now, I think big improvement, especially the last World Cup. You know, well, they, had players, to... they had players fighting last season, last year. Sterling and Gomez... Clash no, last heads. World Cup. But yeah, um, yeah. It's only recently, but yeah, they don't but, like each other. It's pretty obvious, and they're both probably starting from the for the for the. But I think they're team. on the right track. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. Sane, very good sign for Munich. Um, yeah. not that they needed much help, but you know, a bit of longevity for Bayern Munich. I think he was probably always going to go back to Germany. Yeah. Do you think City have to replace him at all? I don't think so. Personally. Not now. Not right now. Not, Not right, right now. now. But they will need to fill the Sano void. Just I reckon it's good, for, it's good for Bernardo Silva, I think. Because uh, uh, Bernardo Silva was out of favour yeah, with Sane. But, if you put him with Sane, Guardiola would pick Sane. But Bernardo Silva also had the flexibility to play midfield. But now I think he'll thrive on the wing like he always does. But how long has Bernardo Silva got? left at City, do you think? Because I don't think he's going to stay ne- for the next... You know, oh, yeah. He might have three years left, the whole, years left. Yeah. The whole City thing's clouded because of the Champions League thing. Like it, all, it could all come crashing down in like a week. Yeah. Um, but City in general, I think with some ex- uh, exceptions, mm. don't look to the future. They think they yeah, can just they buy just the buy. best players. Yeah, and, you know, that's what do. got them in this mess in the first place for the financial fair play. Um, yeah. You know, they can't just throw money at everything. I mean, well, I think it's realised... Yes, well, they can, but they they, whether they get away they with it and whether it actually works is another thing. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I think they need to be looking to the future, as all clubs need to be. And I think Chelsea yeah. shows this year and... Various other clubs, Sheffield, um, yeah. done extremely well. Um, yeah. Very young squad. Um, I think Foden's Foden, a good start. Foden's I think good Foden start. is probably the exception yeah. uh, to, to the youth. 
I think uh, that's another thing where it's just like time will tell. You got to wait. You like it's not going to happen overnight. Stuff like that has to develop. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, they've got to play their teams. Yeah. Because to... when you think about it, you think of Chelsea's youth. You know, you got Mount Gilmore, James. You like you can name them. Name f- name three players from City's youth. You can only I can only name Foden. Yeah. Well. He doesn't play him. So we've got a couple of rumours to talk about and one sort of rumour that's still circling around what Arsenal. But yeah, so another... Oh, buddy, just Chelsea stuck today. Kai yeah. Havertz, Chelsea. That's another rumour circling uh, at the moment. He's it's... valued around $80 million, but I don't know. I don't know if, he's, if he would sell for that much or if he would sell for more, obviously. Uh, no fees been set yet. This, it's not in real advanced talks or anything, but interest has been shown. Obviously, um, I think I think Kai Havertz will might sell for less, just yeah. given the current climate. I was thinking, I was thinking something like sixty to seventy million. Yes, yeah, eighty sounds about right. I wouldn't be sad if we paid that much. If Chelsea paid that much, yeah. Again, I think it's with no pandemic. With no pandemic. He's probably around ninety oh, to a hundred. Who knows? I mean, yeah. Um, it's he's Levy. so good. He plays for Levy, doesn't he? Yeah, he can play. He can play central midfield, attacking midfield, wing. He can play striker. So yes, yeah, um, when you want. <laughs> but it's you know, without the pandemic, Leverkusen could you know help hold Chelsea to ransom for yeah. who knows how much. But you know, I, I think, think he's on the move. He's on the move this season. He's, he's leaving somewhere. He'll go to Bayern or Chelsea. Look like the front uh, runners. But Chelsea, I think the Chelsea transfer rumor. I think it seems to be picking up quite a lot of heat. Yeah. And I won't be Especially wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of weeks something's announced. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like he would definitely add to Chelsea, especially. Oh, yeah. The way they seem, they're going to be a lot more attacking, and he would fit in. I reckon he would play like a good AM role. For sure. Um, yeah, with Kante, Kante moving back, which would be I reckon very to quote, very good um, Chelsea. To quote uh, Jurgen Klopp, for sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, what do we got next? We got Ben Chilwell to Chelsea to again. Chelsea. Um, it's needed. Forty million dollar value. Yeah, I think it's needed. Your your defense is something that you probably have to work on, and that's shown. But yeah, uh, yeah, I reckon he'd be oh, obviously a good addition. Played pretty well for Leicester as well this season. Scored goals and provided assists from a fullback position, which is something that's becoming a bit more common now. I can't see a negative to his inclusion. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't. The only negative would be is possibly a player to come out but again depth that you talk about maybe tamori tamori i've also seen rumors of marcus alonso yeah um nothing's really sort of just waiting there's nothing nothing's really become advanced with those two rumors just yet and i think the um the rumors around chelsea is they've got quite a bit of money to burn or that's burning yeah. a hole in their pocket uh, without yeah. spending in a year yeah um, so just offloading 
and probably gaining. They're probably, I'd say, easily top three team next year if they well just with those two signings. Yeah, third at um, the moment, but. If they were to uh, sign Havertz and Chuel, they'd be fighting for the title next season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think be. they'll be fighting for that and probably even the Champions League. Champions League would be on their list. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm not surprised. Uh, ben Chuel's not really young, but um, Kai Havertz is. And I think yeah. Frank and Abramovich and the board at Chelsea have seen the value in younger players. Um, yeah, mixing with young and experienced, and that you're yeah. not going to necessarily drop off like everyone expected Chelsea to finish eighth or tenth, or you know who knows. If people were saying, "Oh, what happens if Chelsea get relegated?" I'm thinking, uh, okay, we haven't seen anything. This is before the season started, um, just because yeah, they couldn't sign it. Everyone was scared. Yeah. Um, but you know, at nah. the moment, they if they things stay as they are and they stay, they don't move down. They'll either finish. Well, third, either fourth. Four, third or fourth, which is either as good as they finished last year or yeah. just below. At this, stage, which... at this stage, I don't see them dropping to fifth. I did before the Leicester uh-huh. drop-off, but I see no. like now, I mean, now they're pretty set in the top. If you want to get technical, they could challenge for second. I don't think that will happen, but, you know, Man City lose a couple games like they did against Southampton and Chelsea keep up their um, good run except for... Um, West Ham, um, yeah. you know, nice. who knows? Anything can happen. The only thing yeah. certain at the moment is Liverpool will finish on top and yeah. to move. I think the next room is quite fitting, talking about that. Yeah, uh, Tiago Alcantara to Liverpool. Now, this came pretty much all of a sudden after after Bayern won the um, League Cup. I'm not League Cup. Yeah, like oh, the the Poco, yeah, um, which is probably like the came, Cup. Yeah, it came apparent that Thiago wanted to leave uh, Bayern and Liverpool. Some reason just got rumored, but um, I've seen reports that they've agreed to a they've agreed personal terms. But again, that was the same with Werner. So yeah, <laughs> as a Liverpool fan, I'm not very confident with the way like. The way rumors sound and stuff, but yeah, it's rumored that it'll be around 30 to 35 million pounds. I've seen 31 or 32 tossed up, um, but yeah, again, something that could happen in the next couple of weeks. I don't uh, think I reckon that's, I don't think it's a bad get. No, I think it's a good signing. Um, just surprisingly, maybe... yeah, surprisingly, it's... I think he he makes us better. I feel like he improves our squad. I think he might improve some areas. Um, he's not a spring chicken, um, no. so he might not be there for uh, any more than maybe three years at oh, top. Yeah. Three um, to four years. But his experience in a winning side, in a yeah. very dominant side, um, his ability, you know, all adds. He's a great passer of the ball. Oh, yeah. Really, really good. Probably one of the best I've seen, literally. Like the guy can pass a ball on a platter. That's but, yeah. That's what you want, I suppose. Yeah. For a twenty nine year old, thirty mil wouldn't be complaining at all. No, um Especially for someone fair. who I I definitely believe he improves our squad. I don't know who would come out, probably someone like Van Eldum. Um, I don't even think anyone needs to come out. I think No one oh no one would need to come out. I'm saying like 
starting 11 or oh, best yeah, 11, yeah. yeah, he would I fit think, straight in. I think that, yeah, you're not going to get rid of anyone. Um, no. But he's also 29, 30, so he's a bit more injury prone. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I can't see any other downside. Yeah. Well, we already know from Liverpool, Lalana's leaving, so that's one midfielder out. Um, Shakiri could be on the move. Origi could be on the move. So, we don't know. We could even generate enough funds just from those couple, even if they do not sell. Who I knows? mean, you could probably generate enough funds as I it is we... without them. But um... and the yeah, and the way you can pay now, you can do installments, you can do whatever. So it would be a good get, I think. Yeah. Um. So next, Jaden Sancho to Man United. Now this one's funny. I think. I, I think. When I hear yeah. this. Um, so Dortmund want 120 million and United reportedly are offering 60. Which is like spitting in their face. Yeah. Is, you know, when you play uh, FIFA and you, yeah. you go and you... Um, they walk straight and, out. They, they just, you know, they give you the bird almost and walk straight out. I, I think that's what will happen if they don't have it. Yeah. If... They've got until August 11th to make a better offer, but again, I think um, I think they're two worlds apart. I think Sancho's staying at Dortmund this season. Uh, I think Man United's um, board and the way the things are run there, they don't understand the current climate or how much you need to play pay for players, yeah. or that you know just because you're Man United doesn't mean yeah. you're going to get what you want. You're not the man United you used to be. Um, I can see I can see Sancho's value within the current climate. I can see it dropping from maybe 120 to 90. Minimum. Maybe. But yeah. that doesn't mean that United could, would pay 90. I don't think Dortmund would accept anything 90. under 105. 10, 110 minimum, I don't think. No. Um, uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I can't see any reason why I do want to leave Dortmund to go f- yeah. to Man United at the moment. Dortmund are in a good spot. Yeah, Dortmund have had a good start next season. They could obviously challenge, but they got they a pretty good make... squad. I don't so, know. Yeah. They they potentially need to make signings. I know Emre Chan's staying there. Haaland, they've got Haaland, Sancho, uh, Hakimi's left though. Um, he's off to Inter. So. Um, I don't know how. Don't I can't see this up, one. But I feel like he should definitely stay. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I don't think it will, it'll happen. Um, the last rumor, it's not really a transfer rumor. It's more of a contract rumor. It's Pierre Mkhabemiang from it's more, Arsenal. It's more of yeah. a threat, I think. Yeah. He's Arsenal. offering. It, no, he's not offering. He's asking it's for 250,000 per week. Yeah. That's mad. I I can't see Arsenal accepting that. No. Purely because one, they've had to furlough quite a bit of their staff, their revenue from match day, which they rely on because they have the most expensive home tickets um, for the Emirates um, yeah. in the league by quite a bit, actually. Um, no, I can't see that they could afford that real- realistically. Yeah. They'd want to keep him, of course. Um, yeah. You know, he's already on 200-ish a week. That's nuts. 
I still think is, that's nuts. I'm not sure he's deserving of that, you know. Yeah. He scores, but he's not very consistent at the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, Arsenal aren't very consistent at the moment. But um, no, I yeah. don't think he's worth it. He's aging. Um, maybe that's why. If he gets an offer for that somewhere else, take it, Aubameyang. I mean, don't stay at Arsenal. If someone's going to pay even... £250,000 per week, the fact that he's getting £200,000 a week... I think that's I think a joke ridiculous. straight off, yeah. yeah. When, Plus, uh, even if... I think Arsenal are better off just maybe giving him 10000 more than what he's on. I'm not he's even on, sure they could have on what he's on now. Well, he's not, not going to accept it. Yeah, oh. he won't accept it. Yeah, but whether and, he gets... And if they're going to sell him, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's worth selling. He's probably worth about $25 million, considering yeah. his age. I mean, how much does Lacazette yeah. make a week? He wouldn't be anywhere near 200000 no. And I think he's probably worth more in terms of transfer market than Aubameyang. So I think if they were if they were confident with Lacazette being the main striker, they would reject the, the demand yeah. straight away, knowing that he might leave. But I don't know if they're confident enough in Lacazette to no. remain main striker. So that's what the dilemma yeah. I think they've got. I, I can't see this going anywhere. I mean, it is only yeah. a rumour, um, yeah. but, you know, Aubameyang, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, strikers yeah. like to think they're invincible, and um, a lot of them, I should say, not all of them. Um, I could probably see him going to, like, France or Italy or something ridiculous. Like, I can see one team paying him. The only club I could see paying... Well, the only two clubs PSG. I could probably... Yeah, PSG, and maybe... Um, Real Madrid is the although I don't think they need a striker. Um, yeah, oh, but maybe just for the I don't name. Think that would, yeah, Benzema is similar age. I don't think that would replace him. But, with a and then name. again, um, the presidential election for Real Madrid um, is for their club president is coming up yeah, soon, and um, things might change. You know, maybe maybe the current president says, "Yeah, we'll yeah. take a Bamiang off your hands." To screw the next one over because you know it's happened before. Yeah, um, yeah. Very <laughs> weird politics, um, Real Madrid. Yeah. Lost blank. Anyway. I think that that wraps up our transfer rumors. Um, we'll, we'll probably do another one sometime during the year. Um, maybe when more develop or more transfers actually happen, we could debunk them a bit better. Um, but yeah, I think from. From that, we'll move on to the Premier League preview and then we'll wrap up. Yeah. All right, so now we'll just uh, move on to our Premier League preview. We'll quickly get through this. We've been recording for about an hour, so the episode's probably around 50 minutes or so by now. Um, we'll talk about the... Oh, there's three games that have already happened and then we'll... Go through the rest of the fixtures, give our predictions. That'll obviously contribute uh, contribute to our tally. And we'll talk about the match of the week, and we've done a little something with that as well. So we'll talk about the three games that happened overnight. We had Palace v Chelsea. Chelsea won that 3-2. That was closer than I thought. Yeah, um, a bit scary watching. Um, but, you know. Got the job done in the end, so I don't think Chelsea will be too disappointed. Yeah. Um, what do we have next? Watford, Norwich. Um, 
that was another closer one. Norwich looked good early on, but Watford got the job done again, 2-1. I, I think, think if Norwich win a game before the end of the season, um, that will be something. I, don't, yeah. I can't see it happening. You know. I think in one of my earlier episodes, I predicted them to beat West Ham. And I, that was the only win I predicted them to get. So I guess we'll see if that happens or not. Yeah. Um, and the last game from last night was Arsenal v Leicester. And that ended in a 1-1 draw. And I think that's pretty much, if just looking on paper, I would have predicted a draw as well. Yeah. Um, I would have p- picked a draw, I think. Um, of course, with the draw and Chelsea winning... Chelsea overtake Leicester to go third on the ladder. Yeah. Um, not encouraging signs from Leicester, who have not done very well. <laughs> I didn't expect uh, Leicester to be this this bad after the restart. No. It's but... obviously affected their momentum yeah. quite a lot. Um, as it has for many clubs, um, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think any other clubs stick out quite as much yeah, as Leicester's. Leicester's. Got the biggest drop. Maybe Sheffield as well. They were a bit unlucky. but Yeah, but even before, they kind of dropped off a bit. Yeah. You know? Well, they still had a game in hand of coming into the restart. If they had won that, they would have gone fifth. So, yeah. yeah, that was all a bit young. But... So I'll go through the rest of the games. We'll give our quick predictions. Um, and then uh, we'll move on to the match of the week fixture. So we got next up West Ham Burnley. What are you predicting? A two-two draw. Uh, I'm gonna go two-one to Burnley. Again with West Ham. I just don't know. They beat Chelsea, but then they lose easy games. <laughs> I think Burnley get the job done. Yeah, I mean they've beaten Chelsea twice this year. Yeah. Which is a bit weird to say, um, but the last time they beat Chelsea, two, uh, the two matches of the season they were relegated. So there not such go. a good omen for West Ham. Um, yeah. Whether that will happen this season, they might probably they'll probably just stay up. Just yeah. I think they'll. But, you know, if they if they lose a couple more games, they're back in the relegation battle. Yeah, uh, it'll be a close one for West Ham. I think. Um, Man City Newcastle is the next game. I'm gonna go with a three 0 Man City win. Gonna bounce back from the Southampton result. I'm gonna go with a two one win, just because Newcastle have been in pretty good form lately, and I think yeah. they'll probably um get one through past Edison, maybe kick it over his head again, um, as Southampton did. Who yeah. knows? But yeah, Man yeah. City to win. Sheffield Wolves, I'm predicting a draw, but I've gone different scorelines. I'm going 2-2 two, two draw. Yeah, and I'm going a 1-1 one, one draw. Um, I don't know. I, I think their defences and their attacks kind of work as almost a stalemate. I, Wolves are pretty good, but, you know, Sheffield's defence, you know, they're pretty good as well. Vice versa, well. I can't see that many goals being let through, yeah. especially it is at Sheffield. Mm. You know, if it was at um, uh, the Molyneux, the yeah. Mon- whatever it's called, <laughs> Wolves home ground, that um, Wolves will probably would probably have won that, or they they would have at least scored 
more, I predict. Anyway. Yeah. Brighton v Liverpool. I'm going with a 2-0 Liverpool win. I'm going with a 1-3 Liverpool win. Um, just Liverpool have a bit of a, I don't know, weird... Average. Average. Draw win. Conceding yeah. against lower league teams, but yeah. I still think they'll make up for it in the end, so it won't matter. Yeah. I'm coming off a 2-0 Aston Villa win. Um, kept a clean sheet against Everton as well, so I've only conceded to Man City since the restart, so I think they should get the good job done. I mean... Up. They'll concede or not, but they should. underline that with yes, but it was four goals. Yeah, um, uh, but still, yeah, no, um, no, they should get the job done. Yep. Everton v Southampton. I've gone with a bit of an upset. Yep. Um, Southampton, just because of the way they played against Manchester City. Um, so Southampton two, Everton one. It is at Goodison, but you know. Home advantage pretty much means not a lot, especially for Everton, since the restart hasn't done them many favours. Yeah. I've sort of gone for the Goodison factor as well, though, because Everton played, well, they probably had the best chance to beat Liverpool, uh, against Liverpool. So I've gone with a 2-0 Everton win. Yep. Um. Yeah, pretty stock standard, I reckon. Bournemouth v Tottenham. Yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 Tottenham's way. I can't yeah. see the Cherries getting over uh, the Spurs, even though it is in Bournemouth. Yeah. No. I can't see Bournemouth winning either, but at the same time, Tottenham being pretty crap. I <laughs> mean, with, nice, the, but... with the infighting, or be- yeah. you know, who knows what's going on in their club. I think you know. it's not there, I don't think, but I've gone with the 1-1 draw. Yeah, I can um, see that. As much as Tottenham just getting over, I could yeah. say that as well. Maybe a penalty or something. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and then the match of the week for this week, Villa Aston Villa v Manchester United. What are you doing? Um, I think we've got the same scores by the looks of things. Are you going Man United though? Oh, no. Are you going United? Right. Yeah. No, you've just written the score the wrong way around. So we've, we've got... Exactly opposite scores. I'm going for a 2-1 Villa win, just because it's at Villa Park. They really need a win. They've been in decent form, I think. They haven't managed to score many goals, but, you know, they're really fighting to stay in. And I think if anyone can do it, they'll be up there. Yeah, I've gone with 2-1 United, mainly because I, even though I hate United, I just got faith that they won't lose from the restart. I think this could be a scrap, like you said, Villa, trying to stay up. So I reckon it'll be close, but I see United just getting over the line. The only reason I'd put Villa uh, ahead is I think the possibility of a penalty or a free kick from close range. Um, just yeah, the gonna... amount of times Grealish gets fouled yeah. um, in a match, especially yeah. at Villa Park, just because he gets on the ball. So, seems to be a lot more at Villa Park. the ball as well. It frustrates players and they just dive in. Yeah, I, I can see a, a cheeky penalty being scored by Grealish or someone else or, or whatever. Barrow. It would happen. Yeah. Um, so this week with our match of the week, and I think we'll do this with every other match of the week. Yep. Um, we've got 
we're gonna do a combined eleven, which you see pretty often on like Sky Sports or something like this. But um, we'll run through ours pretty quickly. Goalkeeper, we've gone with De Gea. I pretty much say with confidence that he's undoubtedly better than any Villa goalkeeper right now. Tom yeah. Heaton, probably one of England's best goalkeepers, but De Gea gets a chuckies every day. Yep. Right back, Wemba Saka, probably one of the best fullbacks this season as well, competing with Alexander Arnold. Bit more defensive than Alexander Arnold, but again, no Villa person competes there. Um, with centre back, this was a bit, um, bit of a surprise maybe, but we went with Tyrone Mings. Well, I went with Tyrone Mings, but again, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, could have put Lindelof in. Lindelof's been pretty good for United this season, but I think Mings. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I I just I like the way he plays. I like I like it. Yeah, same. And I think if you were to put Mings in United squad, he would start over Lindelof, I believe. Yeah, mostly. He's yeah. combined 11. Um, other centre-back, Harry Maguire, obvious reasons. <laughs> Probably England's best centre-back. Second-best, maybe. Yeah, I'd England's say best. best centre-back, the world's most overpriced centre-back. But yeah. he, <laughs> he pips the uh, uh, Aston Villa um, opposition. Yeah. Um, and then left back again, no real opposition, Luke Shaw. That's the main reason. Um, center mids, we've got Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, and Jack Grealish. I mean, it speaks for itself, I think. Yeah, I think the only other honourable mention for that would be Fred. Fred's been pretty good this year, but Grealish has been better, in my opinion. Yes, Bit more good old Fred. Fred as well. Love then, his name. <laughs> and then our attack is a full United attack. Greenwood, yeah. Rashford, Martial. I didn't don't think Aston Villa's strike force is comparable even to United, so No. Nowhere near. Especially uh, with last week's result five one. Um yeah. or this week or whatever. Five um, two coming, yeah. Five two. Anyway, to score five goals is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's our match of the week. That'll be Friday, July 10th, 5.15am for Australian viewers, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, what time will that be, UK? I'm going to guess that will be 6pm, oh, maybe? Yeah, 6.15pm. GMT, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get better at that. We'll get used to that. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll do a live thread for that match. I'll do player ratings afterwards as well. I don't know if you want to do player ratings, but... No, okay. yeah, I'm up yeah. for it. Just we'll post them on our personal uh, Twitters and then we'll just have the live thread on the on the GZ underscore football page. Yep. So I think that's, that's all that's we got it. for today. Um, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Mine's at underscore Tommy Hayes. And Ryan is at RP underscore shop. And yeah, make sure to follow at GC underscore football for the live match threads on our games. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thanks. See ya.